Hello and welcome to the Helping Organisations Thrive podcast. This is your host, Julian Roberts. This podcast is to provide leaders with insights, discussions and robust strategies to help their companies thrive in these challenging times. We will be interviewing business leaders, owners and experts in the field of business resilience. Uh, welcome to Helping Organisations Thrive. Uh, today, I have a wonderful guest who was introduced by Eli Gorgiri, uh, Dr. Agio. So welcome, Dr. Agio. Good morning. Good morning. Nice to be here. Yeah, it's wonderful to have you. I'm in the UK and you're all the way in Greece. Um, I'm in Athens, Greece. A nice sunny day here. <laughs> yes, it's not so sunny here. So um, uh, yeah, there we go. We're in the UK. You're in a much better, warmer climate. So I'm just going to introduce uh, who to the audience, who you are, a little bit about you. But I'm sure we'll get into that as I ask you. Uh, obviously, you're a, you're a TEDx speaker. You're a coach. You're an author of books, many books, a wellness TV host and leadership trainer. And uh, you've got over 20 years of working with professionals to transform them from fear into freedom. Um, and also you... Uh, apply your own system uh, and obviously you've got a book that you've got from fear uh, to freedom so wonderful experience wonderful expertise and it's a real privilege and honor to have you on here and uh, I thank you for EDI who's uh, recommended you or connected us which is, is brilliant yeah. um, I just want to ask you the question as I, I always ask all my guests because I'm I'm curious I'm fascinated um, what people uh, motivates them is that what do you love about uh, what you do I love uh, seeing the transformation in people I actually really love the before and after you know um, through doing my method and uh, applying the techniques uh, I like to see the before you know uh, that's why we grade ourselves on certain aspects and then after you see a, a like a 180 improvement in many cases or generally uh, the the words of gratitude are i think that's all the money as we say in greece it's mm -hmm. like it's worth millions to have people call you up to say you know dr ikes this you changed my life you helped me i overcame this problem that thing it's very fulfilling. Wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> I can see you really are resonating and passionate about that. And yes. just be interesting in a, I suppose, in a concise way of how yes. you got into that. Because I know you were in banking in your sort of early careers. Yes, yes. a very you, long time ago. A very long um, time ago. But you transitioned um, into this, but that, that one, you weren't yes. buzzing with helping people transform them, were you, I guess? Not really, no, no. Um, you know, my father was a banker. He was the CEO of a major bank in Greece. And, you know, in Greece, because of the ups and downs, um, you really try to secure your children in a good, safe job. And he said, you know, do corporate finance, banking. And I kind of did it when I was so young back then. I, I wanted to please him and I, I followed that. But, you know, it, it, nothing you do goes wasted. That's why I would like to say there's no real mistakes as long as you're learning and growing. So the fact that I worked in corporate finance helps me today to coach uh, executives in the corporate world because I have an insight. And so 
I transformed from banker. I went back to studies and began training and uh, doing leadership training for big companies. So, you know, every every life uh, moment has its lessons as long as we're learning and growing. And did you have like a like a light bulb moment that that made you think or or a, or a circumstance in your life that created yeah. that path that was very different from the corporate finance world? Yes. Uh, you know, we began training. They were training us. I was working for Barclays Bank Corporate Finance, and we were getting leadership training. And they were teaching us like things like Dale Carnegie. And, um, you know, I saw, oh, there's this whole field of leadership training and management training. And this opened my eyes. You know, I think every change we make in life, uh, there are small moments. It's not like one big moment. The first opening was, ah, I can put my love of psychology and philosophy into something like corporate training because I didn't know where to put my love of philosophy uh, and uh, helping people. Didn't quite know. So this gave me an idea. I could be that someday, you know. So, okay, that's good. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, we, we, we I know you're all about uh, self leadership, and you're a very um, advocate, strong advocate for making yes. sure that we we yeah. lead in a, ourselves first. And it, it is important because obviously, you know, leadership is more than ever needed right now in any situation, organisations, in governments. Uh, you need to be able to lead really well. Uh, but it all starts with ourselves, isn't it? You know, it's that classic, yeah. if you can't lead yourself, then why can you try and lead somebody else? And, um, classic and just, properties. It is. Classic so just, just talk about your sort of, I guess, your your philosophy of, of that uh, in terms of uh, and what advice you could give people right now where they're not struggling or thinking, how can I get myself into a leading myself again? Because perhaps they've just got out of it because they've sort of, circumstances created challenges that they've just lost the, the the plot I guess a little bit right so thank you for asking that question um my philosophy and the method I promote through my uh, seminars and webinars is basically Greek philosophy principles of self-leadership that were taught thousands of years ago and are perennial knowledge. They are something, you know, people don't change. Uh, we are the same people as the time of Julius Caesar, the same insecurities, ego problems, fears. And in a way, we have we face similar challenges. We don't have war in the Western world, but we are faced with a pandemic. And we see that the teachings of the Greek philosophers, especially the Stoic philosophers, are very practical and useful as they were in ancient times, even today. You see, we have the pandemic like they had a pandemic back then, you know, it were people facing huge challenges. So this is not pop psychology. This is ancient Greek wisdom. This is something that has been tried and tested and works, brings results. And, uh, you know, leaders were trained in this since ancient times. And still great leaders espoused uh, Stoicism as their philosophy of life. It's, it's a philosophy for difficult times. Stoicism is a philosophy for difficult times. 
And that's why they teach it in the U.S. Army, the Canadian Army, uh, British Army. They learn stoicism. It helps to build mental and psychological uh, resistance. And this, obviously, you're in Greece. You're Greek. Um, and I'm Greek Canadian, in, in, actually. Greek Canadian. Greek Canadian. And it's interesting. Obviously, I've spoken to Eli, who is obviously Greek descendant Greek and also yeah. con. Yes. And, you know, they both talk about this and they've got a real passion about resilience and about yeah. helping people through difficult times. Yeah. Is there something in your culture that obviously, clearly, obviously, you're part of the Greek culture, but in terms of yeah. do you talk about this, this wisdom, this Greek wisdom that's of yes, thousands I, of years, I mean, is that sort yeah, of handed down? Yes, I think Greece has been a country since antiquity that has been challenged uh, from external, you know, attacks. And um, and so the issue of how to deal with stress and anxiety, uh, we have had various tools, and most of them are coming from ancient times, the wise philosophers, the, the maxims. They have mottos and maxims that are easy to remember and uh, help us. So, for example, one such... Maxim uh, by Epictetus is, it is not uh, things or events that upset uh, people, it is their perspective of them. I mean, this simple quote, it can radically change your life. It's not things or events that upset human beings, mm. it is their perspective, the way they observe them, the way mm. they judge them that upsets us so this this small quote itself can can change your life can transform your life if you begin to reframe if you like situations that are happening mm. to you wow that's yeah. that that is an incredible powerful quote of wisdom because i i talk a lot with my clients where we talk about mm -hmm. you know that a if you get a challenge in life or adversity yeah. Um, is always to look for the the good out of that situation because mm -hmm. there is always something good with silver lining however you want to determine yeah. or get a different this perspective this is right this is an ancient greek quote Uden kakos amiges kalou. so um everything that's bad has the seed of good in it uh, it's like the yin yang symbol yeah, in the yeah. bad the good and what you think is a blessing may turn out to be a curse and then what turn, what you think is a curse or a, an obstacle may mm. turn out to be a big blessing, depending on how you choose to perceive it. Right. Yes. So this is this is the training. This is the simple training that we do. And it is, and it's, and it's those choices. We have to make a choice, yeah. don't we? Whether we take that perspective or we get a different perspective, yeah. our how, we, how we respond to a perspective, right. isn't it? Our decisions, uh, you know, make us. Uh, you are in this interview right here out of a decision. You took a decision. I am here uh, out of a decision. We could have had hundreds of other things to do, but we chose mm. this. And this, you know, it's like the golf. You know, you hit. Or that you know you hit the ball, you could hit it just a little angle differently, and you will end up in a different place long term. So our decisions are the, but first comes the perception. 
How mm. do you perceive what's happening? How do you process the information mm. and uh, make the best decision? The, the Greek philosophers will say, virtue, be guided by virtue, be guided by your ethos. Okay, when you make decisions and base mm. it on your uh, ethos, your integrity, in other words, if you make integrity-based decisions, in other words, found your life on the truth. It's not always fun, but, you know, the truth shall set you free, as they say. You mm. have to be truthful with yourself. This mm. is the, the practice. Am I lying to myself? You know, you have Daniel Goleman, Vital Lies. He wrote the whole book, Vital Lies, and basically saying what Socrates said. 2,000 years ago. He said, we are lying to ourselves. In other words, we are deceiving ourselves very often. Mm. We have a thought and it's a judgment. It's a value judgment. Mm. Now, where did we build these values? You know, you see a woman, for example, in a miniskirt, okay? In some cultures, they will, they will stone her. They will kill her if she's walking mm. around in a miniskirt. In another culture, they will say, oh, there's a healthy young lady walking by, uh, enjoying life, you see the mm. two the two ways you can perceive the same effect. Mm -hmm. So we say, be very vigilant of how you are perceiving reality. Is it sabotaging you? Is it limiting mm. you? Mm. It's all about asking questions. Philosophy is all about asking important questions, mm -hmm. being curious hang on there is that really so you mm. know xyz someone takes a fact and say oh, let's be more specific about that let's mm. have some more details before we decide or you know how am i viewing this am i viewing this from a a, a perspective of uh, you know self-sabotage is this helping me is this helping the situation you're always asking questions that's the work actually asking okay. questions why okay. am I here? What, why am I doing this interview? Why should I go to this uh, business lunch? Why? You have to have your why. Even Simon Sinek in mm. his great speech, he says, you have to know your why. Mm. So Simon Sinek is just a footnoting the ancient Greek philosophers again. Okay. He's just yes. saying, re reiterating what Socrates said. He said, you have to be honest with yourself. And be truthful, and this will always lead to good results for you, for your happiness. It might not always lead to the greatest uh, business deal mm. if you're truthful. You may have to sacrifice a little the grand success, although long-term you will have success because everything in business is, is dependent on trust. The True. Harvard Business Review just did this uh, piece on trust. Trust mm. about leadership. Oh, thank you very much, Harvard Business Review. We, you know, just read Socrates. It's all there, you know. He says, be truthful. Your clients will trust you. Everything is trust. Mm. Wow. That's that, loads of stuff in there. Um, so it's interesting you talk yeah. about ethos, yeah. how I understand what you're saying. Is that more about, and you talk about the why with Simon Sinek, is almost knowing your purpose, isn't it? You must know how, yes. Know your purpose. And then 
when you look at situations, when you get confronted by different mm-hmm. perspectives, mm-hmm. is then making sure you're filtering it, I guess, through your purpose in terms of, you know, and I, I talk about it a lot where, you know, we all have a purpose and mm-hmm. things get in the way and your purpose doesn't change in, in terms yeah. of what you're aiming to do, what you're trying to do. Yeah. The how might change and the time might change because yeah. things happen because you can't mm-hmm. control everything. All you can do is control ourselves. Yeah. And I guess it's that sort of stuff. What other things besides asking questions, which you talked about, about gaining a different perspective? Because that's 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 really helpful actually in terms of reframing and trying to have it. Because at the moment we're all we're all facing with probably many perspectives yeah. that we've never faced before in our lives. That's true. And perhaps it's a good opportunity to reassess your priorities in your life during this time. Mm. I find it a very good time to reinvent yourself, to do a lot of clearing, whether it be decluttering your closets and your drawers and your files and your connections, but also clarifying what do I want for the next 10 years of my life or where do I want to be 10 five years from now, not 10, Mm. five years. But most importantly, what's the type of person I want to become? You know, Mm. it's not always about external goals. It's about how can I improve the quality of my life? And not, it's not by buying the Lamborghini. My dear friend, I have a Lamborghini in my, an old one, just rotting there in the, in the, in the driveway, you know, from this, an old one. I mean, it's just, for me, it's just aluminum on wheels. Do you know what I mean? It, it has no excitement for me, me personally. And for the, the, the philosopher, the most important thing is not the Lamborghinis or the, uh, the clothes or the labels. The quality of your life is determined, as said Marcus Aurelius, the, the, the emperor of Rome. He said, the quality of your life is dependent on the quality of your thoughts. So who cares if you're staying at Claridge's or you know you own a yacht? The, you might be really a miserable case inside. Most mm. of my clients, the millionaires, billionaires, I have celebrities, I have CEOs. You should hear the garbage uh, that they're toxicity Mm. and they ask themselves you know why they have anxiety why they're on pills you know i have this famous i say aristotle not adderall (laughs) you know take (laughs) the pill of philosophy take the pill as they say in the matrix take the pill of philosophy not the not the antidepressants you don't need antidepressants that's why there was this book not uh plato not prozac You know, if you study philosophy, whether it be Greek philosophy, Buddhist philosophy, Sufi philosophy, you know, if you search for wisdom, mm-hmm. uh, your your soul will be at peace, not the mm-hmm. external thing. So it's it's all about reassessing your values during this difficult time, mm-hmm. this difficult time. It is difficult. It's challenging. But, you know, if you're feeling pain, it it really it can be an awakening. Mm. It's an opportunity, isn't it? As you say, it's as you say, you, you're pausing, you're stopping, you're reassessing, and actually, you may have gone a bit wayward on yes. your your purpose a little bit because of yes. life. And I and I've had clients where suddenly the moment of of this challenge has created them to to, to reflect a little bit more, and actually to create that opportunity where they go, actually, I need to get back to this. And right. start doing all this and 
they're actually more happier, they're more engaging, they're more fulfilling, yeah. and yeah. got a lot more energy about it. And actually, the situation has created that opportunity. And that's us looking at it from a different perspective, as we've just done that. Um, so when you get when you get your ethos, your purpose, and your what else do we need to have in terms of creating that sort of real clarity of, of self-leadership and making ourselves move forward, I guess? Well, I think daily rituals are good. You know, philosophy is good. You know the quotes, you know the motives. What can be some daily rituals to apply? Hmm. Well, we mentioned the first one is to be constantly vigilant, uh, checking your thoughts, critical thinking. Is this thought that I just had true? We, all, we spoke about that, reframing. That is an mm. ongoing daily practice. But you can also, for example, uh, keep a, day, a, a journal of sorts, writing your thoughts. And I don't want to hear you are too busy because if Marcus Aurelius, the, the, the emperor of Rome, had the time during wartime to keep a journal, uh, you know, you certainly can take five minutes to just write a few things about your day and uh, seeing if you're on track, in other words. So journaling is a very good practice. Um, waking up early and uh, strategizing about your day and uh, visualizing the various obstacles that can come your way. You know, the mm. Stoics call this a meditatio malorum. It's, it's, it's kind of like the power of negative thinking. Mm. You sit and you imagine what are the what are the things that can go wrong? You know, there could be a traffic jam on my way to going somewhere. So let me calculate the time it takes to get there. You're always kind of preventing uh, things that can go wrong. Mm. So there's a lot of talk about positive thinking these days, and it's good. But negative thinking is equally powerful to, mm. to think about all the things that can go wrong. So this is a daily practice, um, reflecting on your day uh, at the beginning of the day, mm. strategizing what you can do. Um, and then there's other things that can help you become more rigorous as a person. And uh, there's a lot of talk about cold showers by the Stoics. <laughs> and um, I have to say, I want to clarify that. That is to build physical resilience, too, mm. because only be mentally resilient you have to even socrates went to the gym to the gym uh, gymnastics uh, academy gym lifted weights uh, not actually weights they did calisthenics anyway he was physically healthy mm. and maintained his health so the stoics believe uh, they, they they really like this about working out and uh, pushing yourself to your limits and uh, doing a good workout, having some cold showers, even fasting from time to time. Mm -hmm. uh, just, it's not only for the physical well-being, but it, believe me, it builds confidence. When mm -hmm. you say, you know what, I have, I, have, I have strength. Your physical strength reflects on your mental strength. Mm -hmm. And a little deprivation from our supreme comfort zone what we have in the western world mm. everybody you know got that the computer the couch they become couch potatoes you know the stoic will be like get up stand up do a workout take a cold shower you know man up <laughs> you know <laughs> uh, get up off your you know behind it 
And this also helps us deal with medical uh, challenges that we have today. You know, if you're physically strong, mm. you feel stronger mentally, physically, emotionally. So it's a daily practice, we said, uh, reflection, self-reflection, physical activity, and pushing your limits sometime. Um, we also have another practice, which is kind of exotic. It's called uh, Memento Mori, which is reflecting on your death, the uh, imminence of your mortality. Uh, really? Even once a day, even once a day. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't <laughs> Yes, why? People will say it is macabre to think about your death, but it's not to, to think about the sadness. It's more mm. to say I have a limited time on earth. Let me get my stuff together. My, mm. my stuff should be in order. And uh, let, let us not uh, fuss over the small things of life, the media, you know, because many people, they become miserable from the little things. Yes. So we say, have a large soul. You're only going to be here for 85 years, 90. Okay, be the best you can be. I mean, um, mm. don't sweat the small stuff. We stoics will say. It's interesting that that death thing, not that I reflect on my death in that sense, but it made me think about a quote that I had many years ago um, uh, that said, you know, you never be on your deathbed thinking of how uh -huh. much work you're in the office and it was trying to create that sort of almost visualization i do a lot of visualization with my clients yeah. of going ahead of yourself yes. it's almost what really matters when what you get really to matters. Yes. yeah thinking about what, what legacy do you want to leave what really yeah. matters what and as really you say matters. small yeah. stuff gets just gets pushed aside and go why am yeah. i bothering about that when actually when I get to, when I die, I won't even be bothered about that. And I guess that's that's the sort of principle of it, isn't it? This is the principle, what Plato called the view from above. The view from above. Imagine you're in a helicopter, a drone, and you, you're mm. looking at your, your life just from that, not from outer space, even mm. nearer, just saying, am I going to just get upset now about this little thing? Is that going to create the toxicity, mm. create cortisol in my body, lower my immune system, you know, laugh it off, put on a song, uh, you know, that turns you on and, uh, you know, the, the fine art of not giving up, <laughs> as the book said, uh, yeah. this book about the art of not giving up. I, he's, he refers to stoicism very often. Brilliant. And uh, yes, the our mortality, you know, uh, at the same time, work may be your passion. Let's uh, uh, say this, that, for example, it's not bad to spend time on work, but uh, doing something you love, doing something you love, or loving what you're doing. Because in some cases, the Stoics will say, we don't all have the luxury of choosing you know, exactly what you want to do. Mm -hmm. Ideally, you should choose what you want to do. But some people, you're stuck. Okay, that's why mm. stoicism works for everybody. So even if you're cleaning shoes for a living, you have to be able to to love that activity. You have to be able to see it from a from a place of service mm. and from a place of um, connecting with uh, what you're doing on on a profound level. So again, reframing so that you can find your 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 happiness. 
um, take action. You know what the, the Stoics say? It's like the serenity prayer. It says, Lord, give me the serenity to, uh, what's to say, give to accept the things I cannot change, mm-hmm. uh, to have the courage to change the things I can change, and mm-hmm. the wisdom to know the difference. Wow. Herein lies happiness. Herein lies happiness. This originates from the Stoic uh, philosophy. It's a Christian prayer that yeah. originated in Stoicism. It says, you have to know there are some things you can change, other things you cannot change. Mm. Like the weather. You're going to change the weather? No, you can't. You can't. There's no use fretting about it and shouting about it. Mm. Just get out your umbrella and, you know. Exactly. Well, it's it's that view of resilience, isn't it? It's control things you can control and then respond accordingly to what you can't control uh, in the best way you can. And that's a a wonderful way to uh, have that sense of resilience is to accept change and in that context. I'd be interested to understand your view on I'm going to give you a quote in a minute that I I had recently it's not it's not an old it's not a new quote uh-huh. of how the Stoics would view this and it's a bit about mindfulness really or a bit about living in the present they say um you know if you're depressed you're living in the past if you're anxious you're living in the future and if you're at peace you're in the present and I'm just thinking does that tie in with Stoicism or I just I want to of yeah. course, stoicism is all about being in the now, uh, being in the now, doing what you can in the now, uh, and there's no need to be anxious. You know, stoicism is based on reason, logic and reason, mm-hmm. okay? There's love in stoicism, but it's approached through, but of course, this is the logical thing to do. This is the rational thing to do. We are, you know, so it, we're not about peace and love. Although love is our motive, we what we do is we say, if you behave more, if everybody behaved more rationally, we would have a more fair and just world. So this is uh, the markedly difference uh, of Greek philosophy. It's the beginning of reason. Mm. It's the beginning of demysticism. And saying, you have a problem. Okay, let's look at it rationally. Let's be truthful. Let's get to the truth, okay? Uh, the objective truth. This is why Greece is the beginning of scientific method, okay? Greece, this is the, the contribution of Greece, is the beginning of the scientific uh, objectivity uh, that if you say, you know, that you can approach every problem is figureoutable. It's all mm-hmm. solvable. And we have solved. We've gone to the moon. We've gone to Mars. We've invented uh, the internet. We've uh, we've done magic with mm. science, huh? But uh, so we can solve every problem using uh, goodwill and uh, rationality. Yes, we can. <laughs> Brilliant. There is maybe I weird off the question. I don't even. <laughs> it doesn't matter. No, no. There's some really good sort of um, real yeah. nuggets of wisdom throughout this conversation, um, and I could listen and talk to you uh, all day long. I think. Um, uh, so just be good to know a little bit more what else you do and offer to your clients, but also how people can get in touch with you as well, because. It's important for people to want to connect with you. That's important. Um, Very kind of you to offer. Um, So I do webinars right now more than uh, ever before. I've been doing webinars for like 
10 years, you know, um, but now it's more than ever before companies, what we call corporate wellness, uh, companies need to uh, check in with their employees who are working from a distance. A lot of them are suffering from depression, anxiety. You know, when we invest in our uh, the wellness of our employees, of our partners, of our stakeholders, even our clients, you know, you can do a webinar for your clients. Um, it, it always contributes to increased productivity, increased engagement, increased commitment. So uh, these webinars are... Uh, very practical. I have the audience engaged. It's not a monologue, you mm. know, exercises. We actually do practical exercises uh, that have a before and an after, uh, according to the testimonials. Yes. Wow. Brilliant stuff. And how can people get in touch with you? Go to my website, alkistis.net. Uh, or here on LinkedIn, Dr. Alkistis Agio. I'm sure they can find me. I have a, a group which I invite all your uh, viewers to see. And that here on LinkedIn, it's the Stoic CEO. It's a group. And uh, I, we upgrade there every day. We upload something mm. and um, for motivation. Brilliant. Yeah. I do appreciate your time. I appreciate your, your wisdom and your insight into the, the Stoic uh, way so to speak uh, it's been brilliant and uh, thank you Dr Agio for coming on the show thank you for inviting me you're very kind thank you if you like this episode then please do subscribe do share with your friends and do check out other episodes in the series if you're looking for support and help in your organization to create a resilient culture then please do get in contact with me on julianrobertsconsulting.com thank you